Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. Happy to have you with us here. This is the time of year. Uh, two things happen in early January. New laws go into effect, and we hear about the legislation being pre-filed for the upcoming legislative sessions in the states. This is where we hear about some of the weird things. First, we talk about New York, though, and the law that finally is taking effect as it regards to pets. Yeah, and this is one that was signed into law two years ago in December of 2020. I guess a little more than a year ago, December of 2022. uh, That's finally going into effect as of New Year's Day in 2024, just a couple of days ago. And what they've done is they've outlawed retail pet stores in New York State from selling dogs, cats, and rabbits. No more. Uh, You can still have adoption events. You can still adopt out pets from pet stores, which has become a much more popular thing to do over the last few years. But no longer will you have places like Petco selling dogs, cats, and rabbits in the state of New York. Okay, if if you have a pet and you got it, from a retail store, why did you do it? I'm not judging, I don't have pets, so I have no Mm -hmm. room to judge here, but I'm curious as to why. Because I think there are people who would prefer not to, um, that's not the only way you can adopt, but you would prefer not to adopt from a shelter. You don't want a shelter pet. For whatever the reason is, you care more about knowing the history of the pet maybe, I I don't know what the reason is. But if you're not willing to adopt a shelter pet, why? Yeah, and and that's a that's a great way to get into this discussion because I think maybe part of the reason why people still do it, and it's become less and less uh, you know common over time because people are waking up to the fact that the reason why New York State took this step is they said that they're trying to end the puppy mill to pet store pipeline. That and I mean, Missouri has perennially been one of the worst states of all 50 in terms of treatment of dogs at puppy mills and cats at kitten mills. Yes, those exist, too. Um, It's been absolutely horrible in Missouri for a very long time. In fact, going back to when, um, oh, who was it? Uh, Claire McCaskill, when she was still the state auditor. That was her big effort, was to try to shut down the puppy mills, to shut down the worst of the worst. She had some success, but as soon as she was out, then it started to come right back because, unfortunately, it's still a very lucrative thing. The problem is that the oversight is miserable, and the treatment of the dogs and cats who are in those those places that just churn out pet-quality dogs and cats for the pet store industry is terrible. 
So they're trying to end this, and New York is is making this their bid. But I think it's one of the more one of the easier places to find if you don't know what you're doing and you decide I want a particular breed of dog. I want a French poodle, or I want a, or, you know the French bulldog, or I want a toy poodle, or I want a you know a Labrador. That's a purebred whatever. If you don't know where to go for that, you go to a pet store. Okay, so then I ask a couple of questions. Are there other places to go? Like part of me thinks just Google it. Yeah. I mean, if the pet store is the only place you know to go, Google it. Um, because how do you guarantee that the pet you're getting from a pet store is really what you, that it didn't come from a puppy mill and that it's not sick and that who knows what else? How do you guarantee that? The other thing I think about this is, are there other ways to end that pipeline than just not allowing retail stores to sell pets? Yes. Are there are, that was the wrong way to put that. Are there other ways to cut down on puppy mills than not than cutting off that pipeline? It's going to be very difficult, and uh, you know, I've, I've this has been a long time sort of uh, thorn in my side as well. And I've advised everybody. I still don't know about taking that step. Like you said, I'm a little uncomfortable with banning it. You know, with with telling pet stores you can't because that stops pet stores from being responsible. You know what I mean? Right. There is, and I'm sure there are ethical pet stores out there that do do the due diligence and the research to find out from whom they're buying these pets that they're putting on sale. So what Governor Hochul did was take the ability for them to exist away by banning retail sales entirely. But I've long said if you go to a place that's a chain to buy a dog or a cat, don't do that. I, I mean, you're not doing yourself any favors. You're certainly not doing the dogs any favors. And like you said, you could end up with a dog that's got some genetic anomaly that's going to kill it before it's two, and you'd have no way of knowing that the much better way to go about it is to spend some time researching the breed, researching the the uh, the breeders that are near you, and don't be afraid to drive either. I mean, when we wanted our Corgi, we drove to Des Moines to get mm-hmm. her because that was yeah. that was a reputable breeder that we had researched and talked to other people who were, you know, Corgi people and said, whom do you trust who's in the northern Midwest? And they said, this lady. So that's who we went to. 913-586-7798. We can go to the phones here if you want to get in. Hello, Ashley. Hey, guys. About 20 years ago, I didn't know much about buying dogs, and I should have researched it before I bought them, but I bought two beagles from a puppy mill. Both of them ended up with Parvo. The guy said they had had all kinds of vaccinations, blah, blah, blah. In the state of Missouri, there is no repercussion. Nope. We took the guy to small claims court. We called the Department of Agriculture. We did everything that we could because, come to find out, he was keeping all these dogs under a camper shell in his backyard. Yeah, and and you Um, had no idea. None. None whatsoever. But I have a friend who breeds Goldens, and I know that her dogs are very well taken care of. She is. She does everything that she's supposed to. Her dogs go for five to $10,000 each, and she ships them all over the world. That, to me, is a status symbol and nothing more. Sure. I am a big adopt-don't-shop person. I don't agree with New York on a lot of things. I agree with this. 
go and adopt a dog because you know that it's going to be taken care of. It's going to have all of its shots. It's going to have all the stuff that it's supposed to have. Like when we went to small claims court, the guy said that he always gave his dogs the shots himself and produced a box that was supposedly from our dogs, and it was two years expired. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so, and, and it, yeah. it takes that kind of work. It really does. Yeah, and now I know that. I would always go and adopt a dog now. I wanted a beagle. They were Jay and Silent Bob. Bob lived for over 15 years. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. That's awesome. Okay. He was not silent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Beagles, <laughs> beagles beagle. rarely are. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but he was a great dog. But have a good day. That's my thoughts on it. Good you, for New York. You do the same, Ashley. Thanks. And I think that, I mean, that may be the other half of the answer to the question you asked, Jamie, as far as why people do it that way is they don't know any better. I mean, it... If you trust a store to buy dog food, why wouldn't you trust them to buy a dog? Because it's more complicated than buying dog food. Sure. And that's that's the correct answer. But I think for a lot of people, they, they figure, okay, well, if this place is a big nationwide chain and they have a reputation to protect, why would they deal with sketchy puppy mills? You know, it's it's that idea of if you walk in and the place is clean and it's nice and it makes you feel good to be in there then you don't think that they're going to buy from some schlub who's, you know, got a bunch of dogs under a camper shell. So that makes me wonder out loud, I don't assume you know the answer to this, but has there ever been a case of someone who bought a pet from a pet store under the assumptions that you just said, because that's logical that you would assume that, and then later finds out, no, it was from a puppy mill or no, it had disease or whatever that wasn't disclosed? Oh, yes. Because that's that's what would make that's the free market working. I mean, that would make retail stores not do this on their own. Lots of them. And and those okay. stories have come up. I've seen them time and time and time again. And and the other thing that, that Ashley just kind of referred to without knowing that she was referring to it, that's a good idea, is once you do, if you decide to get a dog, a particular breed, and you want to go to a breeder and get that dog and you've done the research and you ask the breeder, hey, can I come and tour your place? I want to see what kind of conditions your dogs are living in. Any reputable breeder will welcome that, and they will right. walk you through themselves and show you absolutely everything. If they don't, run. 913-586-7798. Amy, we can go to next up in Overland Park. Hi, Amy. Hi there. Um, I agree. I'm very happy with New York because the pet you know, stores around the country really do have sickly dogs. They get, absolutely get them from puppy mills. But I uh, foster through Melissa Second Chances, and you can get a purebred puppy from a rescue. You just have to, like you said, do your research, figure out what kind of dog you want, ask around, ask your friends, because all the different um, rescues around town have purebred puppies, and they're very well taken care of. They're mostly in a foster. It's not all in fosters. I foster, um, and it's just a great way to go. Just uh, adopt, don't shop. Well said. Amy, thank you. Yeah, and, and that's true. Um, I think a lot of people would go to breeders because they, if if what you want is a dog that has papers, you may not mm -hmm. be able to get that. Even if it is a purebred whatever, they may not have the papers at the rescue. In fact, they probably won't. Keep going. Uh, let's see. Is it Jonna in Olathe? It probably is. Hi, Jonna. Hi, how are you? Doing great. What's Hi. on your mind? Hey, um, I'm a breeder. Um, uh, purebred dogs for about 50 years, and um, I actually show dogs. They're, uh, I 
if people are looking for a purebred dog to have, uh, there are a lot of reputable breeders. There is a good resource um, in the Kansas City area, the um, Heart of America Kennel Club, um, which is just a kennel club based um, in, in the area. And it makes made up of very knowledgeable breeders. And there is a resource out there that you can reach out and uh, ask them for any breeder referrals. There also is the Heart of America and Leavenworth Kennel Club is having their annual dog shows uh, down in March at the Hale uh, Arena. And that's coming up uh, this March, March 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, is the dog shows, and uh, it's free admission, and all are um, encouraged to come and see the dogs. That's um, great. And, and meet the breeders and meet the people that show the dogs. So, anyways, that's just another that's just another option and resource I just wanted to let people know about. Jonna, that's great. Do you have a particular breed that you specialize in, or do you just breed all kinds of dogs? Oh, no, no, Shelties. Shelties. Oh, okay. I had one many years ago. Yeah, uh, they're great dogs. And, and, oh, yeah, absolutely. And crazy as loons, but they're, but they're still great dogs. Jonathan. They're, they're smart and they're wonderful yes. with children. And you've got a corgi and they're, um, the herding breeds are wonderful. So yeah. they are very, very cool. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Um, and, and that's true. And and I've been to shows like that before. And in the same way we were, we were saying that if they don't let if they don't want you to tour their facility, there's a reason why. What you'll mm-hmm. often find at those events is that behind like in the back of their stall, you know, wherever they've got their dogs out on display at the very back of that, they'll have photographs all over the wall of their breeding facilities, what it looks like, what they do, where they're located, all of that stuff, because they want you to feel comfortable with who they are and what they're doing. We need to get to a break. Hang on the line with us, Gina. Everybody else, we'll get to more of your calls next on KMBZ. Talking with a story out of New York. Uh, This was signed into law a couple of years ago, but takes effect now, where they are not going to allow dogs, cats, or rabbits to be sold in pet stores. The idea is to cut off that connection between puppy mills and retail stores. And that's another question to add into the middle of this is, do you think it'll work? Uh, I mean, New York is only one state, but they're a state with an awful lot of people in it. So will this make a dent in the puppy mill industry if if they stop that sort of in-person uh, retail sale of pets? To Gina and KCMO, we go next. Hi, Gina. Hi. What's on your mind? Hi. Well, okay, so... Uh, about 13 years ago, I um, got two cats from a pet store that was in, um, like, Riverside, Missouri. And it wasn't a very big pet store. Uh, the guy had them in a little cage. Um, they were brothers. They'd never been separated, and I couldn't bear myself to separate them either. So I, I ended up adopting them both. Um, I When I did, I was told that... Uh, they had had all their shots and they were dewormed and everything was good and uh, come to find out that was a great big giant lie and uh, they were loaded with worms and god knows what else Um, I was able to get them healthy and was able to keep them you know you know alive and well for 13 years Um, I still have one of them Uh, the other uh, he passed away about two weeks ago um but you know he had he had kidney problems for a really long time, and I, I it just always makes me wonder if that might have been you know some kind of side effects that he might have had throughout the years after being you know 
not properly taken care of as a kitten. Easily could have been. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That kind of damage can happen. And and so, yeah, I'm sorry that your cat had to go through that. And that added expense is is awful. But good for you for getting 13 years out of him. Oh, yeah. He got very sick twice. And, you know, we were talking about three grand. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, But uh, thank God that store's not there no more. They closed it down. Um, Somebody finally ended up with an animal from there that did not make it. And they finally got uh, looked at uh, by the right people. And sure enough, they ended up got, they, they got shut down. So Good. thank goodness for that. But yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that we should get rid of the pets and the pet stores and stuff like that. I just don't think it's good. You got it, Gina. Thank you. Thanks so much. And yeah, I mean that we've talked about this within the last couple of weeks, the fact that vet bills have become unbearable for a lot of people. What do pet stores guarantee, if anything, about the pets that you buy from them? Sometimes nothing. And and if there is some kind of, uh, you know, if something goes tragically wrong in the first 60 days or whatever it is, what they'll do is they'll give you another puppy. Okay. Well... That's that's yeah. You've got your hands in front of your face. It's so weird. It feels like a warranty on a car. It does. And we're like talking you get to about... try it out for thirty days, and if it doesn't work out, you can return it. We'll give you a different one. Exactly. And we're talking about living, breathing creatures here that that deserve more respect than that. And you'd hope that there would be that that kind of ethical pet store that would make sure that they're buying from people who are reputable. But unfortunately they're going to lose out because the guy who isn't giving the cats their deworming and isn't doing the shots and isn't doing their due diligence can sell that cat for a third of the price, if not less. Yes. We'll see if other States follow suit here. Um, While we have a couple of minutes, we're going to get to the story out of New Mexico under the same vein of, well, not at all, but talking about pets. <laughs> and I, I do this intentionally with just a couple of minutes to go before the button case. We don't want to go any further with this. Uh-huh. Do we need to define what necrophilia is for people? I <laughs> that, That's an excellent question. I would hope that people would know what that is. But, uh, you know, anytime a state makes a move like this, it makes you wonder what has been going on up till now. Because when you talk about uh, that kind of sexual attraction to the dead, which is what that is, um, then what what's going on right now is that in New Mexico, as you mentioned, all the new legislation that's coming up, New Mexico State Representative Stephanie Lord from Sandia Park is set to introduce a bill during the upcoming 30-day legislative session to formally formally establish necrophilia as a crime in New Mexico, which means that currently it isn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is like one of those things where, you, you know, they, they have a TV commercial that says, hey, try our new improved all-natural whatever. And you're thinking, okay, what have you been feeding me up till now? It's sort of the same thing. Um, yeah, she's- I have to apologize really fast. I confused my stupid brain today. Confused necrophilia with the version of this that's with animals. Oh, no, 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 that's bestiality. That's Thank uh, you. That's a different thing. You got your perversion screwed up. I did. <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but in this case, yes. Uh, and her quote is just stellar. She said, when I found out that there have been 100 women murdered in New Mexico and then their corpse assaulted afterward, I was like, I don't understand why this has not been criminalized yet. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, 
there are some things that you would hope you wouldn't need a law against. You know what I mean? But in the past, you have made the point. Do we need two? Do we need two different laws to make the same thing illegal? Is it not abuse of a corpse already? Uh, this would make that. Yes. Uh, well, but abuse of a corpse covers a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. That can also cover like the, the story that we've been following about the funeral home that just didn't bury Correct. anybody and just threw them out yeah. in the backyard. That's abuse of a corpse, too. And generally because that's bad, but you're not hurting anybody who's alive. It's generally either a high level misdemeanor or a very yeah. low level felony. And what this would do is it would take that kind of sexual desecration of a corpse and and turn it into a second-degree felony, which is a big deal. We had to check and make sure that there are only four other states where this is still legal. <laughs> I don't think Kansas and Missouri are why, among them. Why do I feel like Mississippi is one? You know, I don't know why. It, just, it seems that they're kind of behind the eight ball with a lot of this stuff. Colin said Nebraska, Vermont, Wyoming. Wow, no kidding. The there okay. might be one more. Sorry, Mississippi. I didn't mean to disparage you. I'm going to do it again, but <laughs> uh, right. yeah, Nebraska, that's that's an interesting one. That's a little too close to home. Ew is all I can say about this. I hope she's successful, and I hope this isn't one of those that, like, have they tried to pass this before and failed? Well, I, yeah, I don't know, but what I can tell you is that the, the connection that you were looking for is in this story because the bestiality bill was approved by the state legislature last year. Who votes against this? <laughs> yeah, What's the argument? No, I'm sorry. I'm just in not the hearing where you say, no, 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 we should still let this be legal. <laughs> and wouldn't you love to hear that floor debate? Just yeah. just to see that guy try to defend this. It's like, you know, in some cultures, no, 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 this is not acceptable anywhere. Okay, we're going to move on. There's your there's your legislative there you roundup here for the day. All right, coming up, totally switch gears. Uh, famous movie that we highlight in Kansas quite a bit is coming back to the big screen for a major anniversary. We'll talk about what else that hasn't been out for a while should go back to the big screen if we could have it that way. We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in on a Wednesday. I wish I could just let this roll for a while. 
Some it's voice. It's good to hear that on the air. Yeah, it's cool. So The Wizard of Oz is coming back to the big screen, uh, first released in 1939 for the 85th anniversary. It's coming back on four dates, um, January 28th and 29th, 30th and 31st. Uh, there are a bunch of AMC theaters and BMB theaters that are going to have it coming back at the big screen. Yeah, and that gives you the chance if you go to the AMC theater of using that Tuesday deal that they have because the 30th is a Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, I, I, just to see The Wizard of Oz, I've seen The Wizard of Oz on a big screen. I was very young. It certainly was not 1939. It was a revival. <laughs> you know, it was probably the, the mid-70s. And uh, they, they took us, it was one of the field trips from summer camp, and they took us to see The Wizard of Oz on the big screen. I had seen it on TV already, but to see that movie back up 40 feet high, man, I'll tell you what, it, it was really something. And, I mean, even though we just watched it, Jen and I, on TV uh, maybe a week ago, I would easily go to a theater to see Wizard of Oz back up on the big screen again. I'd pay that money. I hesitate to even say this out loud, given where I am, but everybody give me a break. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know if I have seen it all the way through. It is. Like, it's. One I of know those, the story, yeah. you know, and you know, you, you know it, you, you know the movie. I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. It is one of those that you tend to catch bits and pieces of. Yeah. And it's it's a fairly long movie, too, which makes that easy to do, where, you know, you come in and you see the, you know, the poppies will make us sleep thing. You're like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I guess I'm in for Wizard of Oz for the next hour. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. and, and, you know, it's, it's one of those remote stoppers that we've talked about. So... Yeah, uh, it, it is. It's a commitment, I think, to sit down and watch that movie from beginning to end. But then you realize that what you're really talking about, it's almost like Lord of the Rings in that you've got four or five different movies smashed into one movie. Like you can take little bits of the story out. And, and there are parts of it that I've seen probably more often than I've seen other parts. Like the first time that they see the flying monkey. Uh, that's, uh -huh. that bit is, is one that I almost had almost forgotten was there. And then when we watched it all the way through the other night, it was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember how that worked into the story. Um, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of those that, like I said, you, it's a commitment to sit down and devote that kind of time to it. But I think that's easier to do in a theater than it is at home. So if you could call whoever it is that has these, these powers and say, bring, <laughs> whatever it is back to the big screen so that you could see it in the big screen. And I say this with a caveat of like updating all of the audio and, and visual effects so that it works on the big screen, Yeah, you know, to current day so that it makes sense. Assume all that's happening. Assume that it's in full Dolby everything. Now, what would you bring back? Well, that's funny you say that because the, the first one that I thought of when thinking of what would I love to see on the big screen again? And with a lot of these, I mean, for most people, it would be seeing it on the big screen for the first time ever. Yeah. If, if you didn't see a revival of Wizard of Oz at one point or another, this would be for, I mean, 1939 was a long time ago. Uh, unless you're in your upper 80s, you would not have seen that on the big screen the first time around. So my first thought was Star Wars, the very That's first what somebody one. somebody else just said. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I could see that the way that I saw it in 1977, but my thing would be, I want to see it that way. I want to see an original okay. print of what George Lucas put on the screen that made that 
that series happen. Um, okay. I, w- I would want nothing updated. At, okay, and he's done that anyway. I mean, on VHS and DVD over the years, mm-hmm. there, there's a million different versions of it. I want that one. A couple things came to mind, and you're right now. I don't know if it matters if you update the video, but just a couple of, of things that I remember. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. I have only seen on the big screen because it was one of those like this, like bring it back, old historic theater thing. How long has Gone with the Wind? Four yeah, hours? Talk about a commitment. Yeah, yeah. that's a four-hour movie. It was a full evening, but that was, I've never seen it any other way, and that was pretty cool to see it on the big screen like that. I was too, what year did E.T. come out? 1981? 81, I think, yeah. Okay. I would like to see that on the big screen. Yes. I've only seen that on the little screen, and that would be cool. It's just such a, a big movie out of my childhood. No that doubt. That would be cool. And, and it's, it's a big movie not only in terms of box office and in terms of relative fame. It's a big movie in terms of the way that you feel when you're watching it. It's so yeah. evocative of emotion, and there's lots of cool effects and things like that. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see that one being on the list. Even something like uh, another one that I got to see on the big screen, because I had friends who worked at a like an art house theater, and they would occasionally bring me in to host movie nights and things like that. And they had me, they, they love putting me in dresses for some reason. So they had me dress up as mother and host Psycho. Okay. Um, and seeing that, and that was the first time that I had ever seen that on the big screen. That was, again, just spectacular to see up there and get a real appreciation for how they put the shower scene together in a way that wasn't on a 19-inch screen, you know, that, that was way up in front of you in uh, not full color because it was in black and white. But just to see it that big uh, really made a difference. I think that one would be on there. Um, and a couple of more obscure ones, but another one from 1981, one of my favorite movies of all time, and it always will be, An American Werewolf in London. Seeing that, I mean... Uh, is I must have seen that in the theater 20 times when it was on its first run because I just was that in love with the movie. It's incredible. A couple of you were mentioning drive-in theaters, which was that's even more cool. Um, somebody said Willy Wonka. Yes. The original. That, with Gene yeah. Wilder. Yep. I could totally see that. Absolutely. Goonies. Goonies. I was, yes. I was thinking that too. <laughs> so every so often that comes back. They That's a popular one to reshow in theaters yep. for some reason. But that, that comes back quite a bit. The original Top Gun. I would yeah. like to see, having seen the second, having seen Maverick, I would like to see that in a theater. And somebody needs to mention, um, it was just in my head, the the Tornado movie. Oh, uh, Twister. Thank you. It was in my head until five seconds ago. Who hasn't, why has no one mentioned Twister yet? Close Encounters came Aren't up. Aren't they doing a second one? They're uh, doing a second Twister? They're yeah. remaking it? They were talking about it, yeah, and, and I haven't heard anything about it in a little while. Um, but, yeah, we talked about the wisdom behind doing that as well. What about uh-huh. you, Colin? You, you're a movie guy. Jump in on this. What would you like to see on the big screen that um, you maybe haven't ever? I mentioned it in uh, in the group chat. They had uh, episode six, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the weekend of the NFL draft last year. So my dad came to town. We went, and, uh, went to the draft, and the theater was sold out. So we had to get two front row seats in the movie theater. So we're looking way up at the screen the whole time. And we showed up re- almost a little late. We missed all the previews. But right when we sat down is when the crawl started and everything just the music and right. everything. Yeah, it was fantastic. There's something about that. I mean, when that comes out of the screen at you, it's it's just great. Raiders of the Lost Ark came up, all of the Indiana Jones movies. I mean, I never saw Crystal Skull. I saved myself that uh, that particular disappointment. Good for you. Yeah. But yeah, to see the first three, 
I would go do a marathon of that. Uh, 913-586-7798. There's a bunch of these coming in now. Um, Saturday Night Fever (laughs) just came in. Pulp Fiction just came in. Yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. Wow. Uh, Yeah, and it's funny how old a lot of these movies are that that have that kind of draw. I mean, even uh, Return of the Jedi was, what, 1983? They were on the 80s. Can I say I saw Saturday Night Fever for the first time uh, probably about two weeks ago. I was a bit unimpressed. Yeah. Just a little bit. I I was a bit underwhelmed. It didn't age well. It's very much a movie of its time. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. How about Jaws? That's a, yeah, I thought of that earlier. That's a fantastic idea. I mean, if anything, we've talked about to have that in front. Okay, so now you got me thinking things like Apollo 13. Yeah. Um, Any space movie, 2001, yeah. Aliens, Apollo 13. Yeah, put all Can of that I back get up on the, the last Starfighter. <laughs> How do you even know that movie, first of all? I like 80s movies. We know yeah. Those. I mean, that. do you know that movie at all, Jamie? I don't. Last uh-uh. Last Starfighter starts with a kid who's a video game whiz. And there's this one particular video game that he just kills at. And it turns out that the game was a test that was brought here by an alien race so that they could figure out who could save them from this force that's uh, you know that's out to kill them all. Who was who was the alien in that one? Was it it wasn't Lou Gossett Jr. That's a different movie. Oh, let's look it up. Yeah. It, and and it was silly and ridiculous and awesome and I love it. That's again probably <laughs> 82 83 maybe 84. Is it 84? Okay. Lance guest was in it. Yeah, Robert he was Preston. Robert Preston. That's who yeah. it was. Right. And uh yeah. and and yeah, Lance guest was the last starfighter. He was the kid. Keep these coming in. Uh, nice little trip down memory lane. 9135867798. What else if you can have it come back? To- yeah, and keep the um the drive-in theater in mind too. A lot of these yeah. that we're talking about would be awesome at a drive-in. Absolutely. All right, keep these coming in. We'll take a break. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Wizard of Oz is coming back to the big screen all over the place. Just Google it. AMC Theaters B&B for four days uh, at the end of January. So it's got us talking about, and some great ideas are coming in, about the movies that if you could bring back to the big screen, and I want to make sure we throw drive-in in the middle of this also, what would you bring back? I, I'm loving some of these. A couple of you have mentioned Blazing Saddles. We actually <laughs> did, we actually did that a few years ago, uh, many years ago, and, and hosted that one as well. And it was a blast. I mean, 1,500 people we packed into a theater to see that movie on the big screen for the first time since the 70s. Uh, and there's a bunch more that are on their way in. I, and I love one of the directions this is going, and I think Joe in Kansas City is going to take us there. Hey, Joe. Hey. How are you today? Doing fine. What are we putting back up on the big screen for you? Well, Ben-Hur. When I was a child, I couldn't have been maybe eight, nine years old, and it was the first movie that came out on a big screen, and it was down at the, over where the Kans, uh, Channel 9 studios were downtown. That was the only place in the city you could see it. Okay. The first big screen, and it was like, the, just the 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 battle in of the chariots would yes. have been yeah. exciting. I, it, absolutely, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, the the chariot race scene alone is enough for that one. And all of those movies, those big giant Cecil B. DeMille cast of thousands kinds of movies, um, the Ten Commandments has mm-hmm. got to be in there. 
um, the one that was just called the Bible that had everybody in the world in it. And it was actually just Genesis, but still, that's what they called it. And uh, I mean, all of those pictures that were those period pieces from like the, the early part of the first century, just amazing because of the way that they could make them look on screen when they had to hire a zillion extras to go and be a part of the cast. Can I have Armageddon on the big screen? Heck yeah. <laughs> what? Again, another space movie with stuff blowing up? Oh, come on. Sure. It is the movie I have seen absolutely more than any other. And I don't know why I know how it's going to end. It's stupid. It's yep. a stupid movie. Even, I mean, Ben Affleck, everybody that's in it has said, we knew at the time this was dumb, but it made a ton of money. And, and they all did it for the cash. Yes. And and you know? as long as you know, we, we've talked about this recently, too. As long as you know what you are as a movie, if you yeah. know that you're not great filmmaking, it doesn't matter. Just revel in it, you know, be that. And I mean, I put my desire to see ISS at the end of this month into exactly the same camp with your love of Armageddon, because it's going to be the same kind of movie. It's, it'll be ridiculous. But yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on here. Um, this is leap year. This uh, 2024 is a leap year. And so you get the extra day in February. Salon.com did a list of leap year traditions and beliefs and uh, superstitions that people have uh, that you might not know about. Um, so some call it, it's called Bachelor's Day. <laughs> For I wonder some, why, okay. Where women instead of men can propose as if they can't do it already, but a day where women instead of men would propose instead. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that there were any leap year traditions. So everything on this list is going to come as a bit of a surprise. And a lot of it had to do with that. Um, here's one that apparently is a very old tradition. Women may don scarlet hued petticoats. So make sure you get your red petticoats okay. out of the closet, Jamie, for, uh, for February 29th. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about what a petticoat was even for a second. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, uh, red petticoats under the dress. The specific color is believed to capture, capture the attention of a man and ensure great success. So I guess if you're going to propose, you're going to want to wear your red petticoat while you're doing it. Uh, let me throw this out there real fast while we have a few minutes before news. If you have a leap year birthday or you got married on leap day, or have a special, or your child was born. What do you do? What's How do you decide to handle that every year? Because um, you'll hear about some people that'll use that day like to start losing weight, or it's it's kind of considered like another New Year's Day as a yeah. day that people will use to do things. But what do you do if if that was your year? Yeah, and, and do you consider yourself 10 years old if you're actually 40? Because you've only had 10 birthdays, right. so it seems like it would count. Uh, but yeah, do you celebrate your birthday on the 28th? No, in a, in a year that's not a leap year, or do you wait until March 1st and do it? Yeah, what do you do it? Um, there's a cocktail just for leap year. Ooh. Um, a bartender at London Savoy Hotel invented this in 1928. Uh, it consists of Grand Marnier, sweet vermouth, gin, and lemon juice. I'm in. Okay. That, Me too. That sounds. That's actually very close to a drink that I already drink. So it's it's only one ingredient off. Um, but yeah, it's a little on the sweet side. But I guess maybe the lemon juice would take care of that. Italians believe whales give birth only during leap years, <laughs> and so whales are particularly lucky. All right. I'm calling in time Northern out on that Italy, one. where there are so many whales. I, I want a poll done of all Italians to find out how many of them actually believe that. 
Oh, well, I've never heard it, so that's that's the first time I'm even I'm even hearing that one. Well, here's one that, that I think is kind of interesting, that uh, according to Greek traditions and lore, Leap Day is unlucky. It's unlucky to get married during a leap year. Um, okay. It said, especially on Leap Day, because your marriage will inevitably end in divorce. In Scotland, it's believed that those who are born on Leap Day will live a life of, quote, untold suffering. Leap year in general also is a year doomed for farmers, considering uh, the old rhyming saying, leap year was never a good sheep year, (laughs) (laughs) which could only come out of Scotland. Uh, Germans uh, say uh, they have a saying that says leap year will be a cold year. Well, it's Germany. I mean, any year is going to be a cold year. So, yeah, I, um, I never thought of it as having any particular significance, but apparently it does. Do anybody who's been around here for a little bit, do we do events? Are there events that happen? Are there festivals? There should it's be. not a warm time of year. Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing that should be celebrated, like Irish Fest or something, should happen. What day of the week is Leap Day on this year? Do, 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 do. Let me scroll down. February 29th, on a Thursday. Oh. Boo. If it was on a weekend, that would be fun. Like, a Leap Day festival could be... Well, see, now I'm confused. So, um... I know, like in a regular calendar year, we're off by a day, right? So right. If, if a particular date is Sunday this year, it would normally be, was it does it go back a day, Saturday the next year? So it goes, it's, or does it go the only forward? way I can think of it. Christmas was on a Monday in 2023. It'll be on a Wednesday in 2024. Everything kicks forward two days. Oh, it's two days. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so when a leap year happens, what happens the next leap year? Because now you're four, four years down the road. Would it be? I don't. We'll have to check. Hold on. <laughs> See, Leap <no>. day twenty twenty eight. There we go. Yeah, Hold fe- on. February twenty twenty eight calendar. Help right. Me out. Leap day twenty. Why is this hard to find? Colin, help me out. Leap day twenty twenty eight. What day of the week? We could go back. That's what we want to know, on. right? February twenty twenty eight calendar. And let me do my little. Uh, okay, uh, here we go. It's a Tuesday. So it goes back to twenty twenty eight or forward six, I guess, or forward five. Um. Okay. Interesting. All right. My uh, brain hurts now trying to figure that out and how that happens. I, yeah. I, because I, in a normal year, you go forward one. Two. Didn't you say? Or, in a normal or is it year? only. Oh, only it's only two in a leap year. Okay, two. gotcha. So in a normal year, you go forward one. So you get so four. So why does it go forward five? Because you, you have a leap oh, year in there. Because you count that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. So four days plus one. Anybody else's brain hurt? I think this stuff is fascinating. Math and is I'm, hard. And I know just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> like, just enough to be curious about it, but not enough to figure it out. All right. Uh, we Remember your red petticoats. That's all you need to do. We have another conversation to be having about um, practices in restaurants. This one we got on Facebook this morning. We'll get to this coming up here in KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 